Things that are joyous and sorrowful can actually take place at the same time in your life. We're going to talk about that, plus a question about staying organized, some notable news about a new app, plus our word of the week. All that's coming up today on episode 20 of Life After Sight Loss Radio. Welcome to Life After Sight Loss Radio, the podcast helping you discover life after sight loss. My name is Derek Daniel. I am your host and resident VIP, aka visually impaired person. Hey, if you're new to the program, welcome aboard. This is the place where we do product reviews, life advice, encouragement, how-tos, and so much more, all with the express purpose of helping individuals and families who are going through or facing physical sight loss. Hey there, guys. I'm so excited about today. It's episode 20 of the podcast. Now, that is a big deal. Maybe it's not to you. Maybe this is the first time you're ever hearing this. You're like, is this a big deal? Absolutely. So whether this is the first time, whether you've heard them all, it doesn't matter. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me today on episode number 20 of the podcast. I'm excited about it. we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. It's going to be jam-packed. So before we jump into it all, I want to let you know that you can find the show notes to today's episode. Just go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash 020. That's right, episode 20 lifeaftersightloss.com slash zero two zero. That'll give you the links, information, conversation, and more. Just hop on over to lifeaftersightloss.com slash zero two zero. So first of all, we've got a question that people ask pretty often. I belong to a Facebook group where blind parents come together. And one of the questions is, how do you stay organized as a blind parent? parent. Organization is key when you're visually impaired. I know that for sure. And so as a blind parent, what are some tips? What are some tricks? What are some things you can do to stay organized? Now, some of this will apply whether you're married, whether you have kids, it doesn't really matter. But some of this is more specified to having kids because of the blind parent aspect. So here are a few tips I have in regards to staying organized. So first of all, if you have kids, you want to get some type of bin or basket or something like that for them to keep things in. Now, this could be for their room. Maybe you have multiple baskets and they keep different types of toys in there, uh, cars and Barbies and that sort of thing, you know, all different places. And that way, you know that when you're helping uh, them, if they're really young, maybe you're helping show them how to pick up their room, how to keep it organized, you know where everything goes because it's got its specific place. This can also be for, uh, you know, living areas, living rooms and, you know, bathrooms to keep their different different hair things or soap or whatever. Keep them in certain places. Get some bins and keep them in there. One thing that we do at my house is that we have uh, the kids' rooms upstairs. So we have a basket at the bottom of the stairs where every time they have something like put it in the basket. If they get clothes, if they change socks, if they have something out, put it in the basket. And then that way at night when they go, they just check the basket on up to the room and there it goes back to where it belongs. So get a bin, get multiple bins and try that out. 
Next, you can keep kid-related foods in specific places in the pantry or in the refrigerator. Now, I'm talking about things like maybe cheese sticks or fruits, uh, grapes, and things they can access. Uh, uh, Maybe if you have fruit boxes or if they have something they might take for lunch, something of that nature. Keep it in an area where it's all sorted together. That way, one, you'll know where it is, and two, they can reach it and access it. And then when you go to the grocery store, you can check that area and be like, oh, we need more of this. And that way you'll be aware because it's all in the same place. As a side note, keeping things in order in your pantry and refrigerator are good just in general. So that's a good rule of thumb for anybody. And finally, maybe for some older kids, you can have them keep their clothes in separate baskets, uh, you know, to come down to the laundry. Maybe for a little bit older kids, they're doing their own laundry, but that way they can have colors in one, they can have whites in one, maybe delicates, whatever you want uh, to separate them, however you want to separate them. That way, they're going ahead and preparing the laundry beforehand. So if you're doing their laundry, you can just have whites and boom, you got them. I just need the colors. Boom, you got them. So go ahead and, and And have them do that and start young so they know everything goes in a certain place. So that's just a few tips on how to stay organized as a blind parent. Maybe you have something. Maybe you have suggestions. I'd love to hear about it. Let me know. Send me an email. Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at lifeaftersightloss.com. Recently, I did a Facebook Live audio session, which, by the way, if you haven't followed me on Facebook, make sure to go over there and like my Facebook page, lifeaftersightloss.com slash Facebook, and that way you can make sure to hit my page up. I share links. I share uh, you know, all my content. I try to do some live streams, things like that. So go over to lifeaftersightloss.com slash Facebook to keep up with everything. But recently, I did a little thing on Facebook Live audio. And I was sharing this idea of how joy and sorrow or happiness and sadness or those kinds of things, those polar opposites, actually can take place in our lives at the exact same time. So I wanted to share that and expand on that a little bit in today's podcast, because for those of you who have recently lost your sight, for those of you who have family members who've recently lost their sight, it can seem like, wow, this is awful and sad and tragic, and it is, don't get me wrong, but it can seem like that's all that there is right now. And I wanted to share a couple of stories today to kind of illustrate how uh, sorrow and joy actually come down and intermingle together. So the first story is about a very well-known Christian author. Now, If you're like, oh, Christian, don't worry, just pay attention to the story. The thing about it is this guy, his name is Rick Warren. Now, if you know anything about Christian authors, you know he's pretty popular. He wrote the book, The Purpose Driven Life. It's like 40 days to finding purpose and that sort of thing. So it's very, very popular. And... I read a story about him one time where he was writing the book and it was getting ready to come out and launched and published and that sort of thing. It was very exciting. I mean, he was he was selling high numbers and it was just such a huge moment of triumph and victory. And at the exact same time that was happening, they found out his wife was diagnosed with cancer. Now, that word cancer, if it's affected your family or somebody you know, you know it's a very big buzzword that when you hear it, you have certain emotions that are connected with it. You know, you have uh, fear and, and sadness and, and searching for the unknown. You know, just you're not sure. And so 
Two things were going on, one of which was very exciting, very happy, very joyous, and one of which was very full of dread, fear, and sorrow. Yet they were taking place at the exact same time. You see, oftentimes we think that life happens in waves. And it's true in some sense that there are ups and downs and highs and lows. But we assume that if you're high, only things that are good or high or exciting are happening at that moment. And when you're low, the same thing applies. We think that only, you know, it's only sad all the time. And that's just not how it goes. Many times in life, it's like riding a motorcycle with a sidecar. You know, you're riding along, you've got this one thing happening, it's very exciting, very joyous, and right alongside of you can be this very sad, sorrowful-filled moment. Now, let me take you to a story more specific to visual impairment. I read a story on Facebook recently. I talk a lot about Facebook, apparently. I read a story recently on Facebook where this young man was losing his sight. He had been losing it for about six to eight months, and he has a a disease that, um, you know, can affect it pretty rapidly. And so it was kind of like, wow, this was a huge thing. And, you know, his his job was in jeopardy and this all this stuff, financial troubles. I mean, imagine this. This is very, very sorrow filled. This is very much scary, full of fear, that sort of thing. And if you have lost your sight, you can totally relate to that. However, at the exact same time, they were expecting their first child. He and his wife were pregnant and had been pregnant, obviously, for a while. And so there was all this joy and happiness because they were, you know, expanding their family and they were having, you know, baby showers and they were planning, you know, the the room, the nursery and just all kinds of wonderful things. And so it was happening at the exact same time. You see, obviously, you can focus on the sorrow in that moment. Like, oh, he's going to never see his kid and he won't be able to know the paint color in the room. And how's he going to change a diaper and blah, blah, blah. Now, if you're a blind parent listening to this, you know that that's all junk because like, well, that's what you got to do. You do it. And as a blind parent myself, hey, that's what you do. But you can really focus on the sorrow or you can do the opposite and try to focus on the joy. Like, oh, look, okay, don't worry about your blindness. Worry about uh, being a parent. Just focus on that because that's exciting. That's happy. That'll take your mind mind off of it. Does that sound familiar? How many times have somebody said, no, it's really sad. Well, do this and take your mind off of it. Well, the reality is, especially if you're losing your sight, it's very difficult to take your mind off of it, especially when you wake up, open your eyes, and again, you can't see. I know in those first few weeks, maybe even months for me, there were moments when I'd wake up, open my eyes, and half expecting, like, okay, I'm going to see, like it was a bad dream. And it wasn't a bad dream. It was a bad reality. And this is just the way it was. And so for many people, when they wake up and their eyes are open and they can't see, it's like, how am I going to take my mind off of this? In my mind, I don't think necessarily taking your mind off of it is the best option. I think focusing on both the joyous times and the sorrowful times is what we need to do. We need to focus on the fact that, hey, we have sorrow in our life and we have joy in our life and they actually come down the pike together at certain situations. You know, you can have a day that is full of joy, that is full of excitement. Maybe you're doing something with your family and then something can happen and it can remind you of that visual impairment in your life. It can remind you that your life has changed dramatically. It can remind you that, wow, I am not the same as I used to be. And that can bring on some uncomfortable feelings, some anger, some sorrow, yet it doesn't negate the joy and happiness that you're experiencing on that day in that moment. And so it happens at the same time. 
And I want to encourage you guys to remember this and to keep in mind that even if you are experiencing sorrow right now, which again is perfectly understandable and okay, even if you're experiencing sorrow, that does not mean that you cannot experience joy within these moments. It does not mean that joy is over for you and it's only going to come later when you get over being visually impaired. We've talked about it before, but I don't think there's a magic number of getting over it. I think it happens in waves and it comes and it goes, but it comes and goes with joy coming alongside of it as well. You know, the reality is that being visually impaired isn't awesome. I mean, I I saw one person say recently that blindness sucks and maybe you're offended by that word. My apologies, but sometimes it's true. Blindness does suck. I mean, just to put it out there and be transparent, it's not fun. It's not exciting. But the reality is, while blindness does suck, life does not. And I think they can coincide with one another. I think a lot of people will say, well, be positive and, you know, it's okay. You you know, being blind isn't terrible and it's just part of life. I think what people uh, are trying to do is say being disabled isn't the end of your life, and it's not the end of your life. I mean, I think we have talked on this podcast and other places on the, the website that life doesn't end with sight loss. You know, it's the beginning of something, and I think what people try to do is almost overcompensate and say like, oh, no, it's, it's just an opportunity to uh, do things and meet new people and blah, 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 and all that stuff is true. But I want to make sure that we realize that we need to recognize both truths in our life. It's true that life is great and awesome and wonderful and exciting and we have opportunities to do great things. That is true. But that doesn't necessarily make the hardships of blindness false. And the hardships of blindness, being blind and and facing those things, those hardships, that is true, but that does not make the excitement of life false. They're both true, and they both coincide at the exact same time. Now, what you choose to focus on in any given moment is kind of how your reality goes. I think we need to take the opportunity to focus on both, to do both, to realize that both are true, and that way we are living a more balanced life instead of overcompensating to one side or the other. Because what tends to happen is we overcompensate to the left or overcompensate to the right, and it's like pulling that rubber band, and we're pulling and we're pulling, and we're like, everything's great and wonderful and awesome, and then that rubber band snaps, and all of a sudden, you're in this deep, dark depression because you weren't even aware because you were getting your mind off of it. Or you focus so much on that sorrow that you pull that rubber band, you pull that rubber band, you pull it, and it snaps. And all of a sudden, you wake up and you realize, wow, my life is really great. And again, then you overcompensate to the other side. Maybe a pendulum swing is a good one. Look, I'm mixing a lot of analogies here. But the point is, at the end of the day, I want you to know that you can experience joy, you can experience sorrow, and you can actually experience them at the same time. So if sight loss is beating you up, if it's kicking your butt, I completely understand. But look around, no pun intended, look around because I bet there are situations, people, moments, places that you can recognize pure joy, excitement, and happiness right alongside the sight loss and the vision impairment that you're going through. (music) 
Well, we've got some notable news this week. If you know me, I like alliteration, notable news. Our notable news is that Microsoft is jumping into the accessibility arena with a new app that they're calling Seeing AI. Now, this app seems to be amazing and wonderful, and I have tried it out myself. Um, I've got a video up on the YouTube channel now that you can go watch, and it's a really good app. It does some short text. It reads documents. It's a barcode scanner and everything, and I've actually got a video over in the show notes of my good buddy Sam from The Blind Spot, and he is doing uh, sort of a how-to and that sort of thing, and I would encourage you to go over to lifeaftersightloss.com slash 020 and check that out because he does a much better job of demonstrating it than I do. I'm not the how-to person for sure, but the app is really interesting, and a lot of people are comparing it to what we call the KNFB reader, and if you've not heard of that, it's a document reader as well on on, uh, iOS, which by the way, the Seeing AI is only available on iOS, and a lot of people are saying, oh, is this going to overtake the KNFB reader? Well, no, I don't think so. Number one, and I think a deal breaker for some people, is that Seeing AI has to have an internet connection to process the documents that it reads. The KNFB reader does not, and so that's a big deal breaker. However, on the other side, the KNFB reader is 100 bucks, and the Seeing AI app it's free. So you kind of got to wonder what the deal breaker is. But if you want to see a video demonstrating it, learning about it, you can obviously check out my channel, but hop on over to lifeaftersightloss.com slash 020 to see my good buddy Sam from The Blind Spot demonstrate that. And I'd love to hear what you think. And if you tried out the app yet, if you got an iPhone, an iPad, an iPod, touch, something like that, go download it. It's totally free and check it out for yourself. And finally, guys, I want to give you our word of the week. If you're new here, the word of the week is simply something that you can hold on to, think about, and then maybe start dialogue and conversation in your own life. So our word of the week this week is process. Whether you are starting a journey of sight loss, whether you are becoming a blind parent and you want to know how to organize your house, whether you are in development for a new app to help visually impaired people, it doesn't matter. Everything is a process. I heard somebody say once, if you think of your life as more of an experiment and living your life in beta, which beta is kind of that thing they release to try things out. If you think about that, then you're never really failing because everything's a process. It's like, well, this didn't work. Let's tweak this. Let's try this and and see how that goes. And again, when you live your life, especially when you're going through sight loss, you have to remember that it's a process and it's okay that it is a process. And I want to encourage you to remember that word, write it down, think about it, talk about it with your family that, hey, what's the processes we're going through right now? And is this process of changing our life, how are we managing it? How are we succeeding? How are we failing? How you know? And don't think of failure as terrible. Think of like, well, how can we tweak it to make things even better? So talk about it with your family, the word process. brings us right around towards the end of today's podcast episode. Guys, I want to thank you for listening today. If you're new here, if you've listened for a long, long time, I appreciate you tuning in and taking time out of your busy day to check things out. Hey, I want to let you know just a couple of things as we wrap things up today. Don't forget that if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, you definitely, 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 no edits. Anyway, you definitely need to do that. And you can do that at lifeaftersightloss.com slash podcast. 
That'll give you links to Apple Podcast, to Stitcher, to Google Play, you know, all those good places you can subscribe to the podcast. And that way you don't miss a single episode. And the good part is subscribing is totally free. And while you're clicking that subscribe button, I'd love for you to leave a rating and review in iTunes if you would be so kind. It helps other people find the podcast and know what this is all about. Plus, it gives me some great feedback on how you're enjoying what I'm doing. And if you're not an iTunes user, maybe you have an Android, something of that nature, you can always send me personal feedback, Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at lifeaftersightloss.com, and you can share it with your friends and family to let them know about the show so that more people can hear it and we can help more people discover life after sight loss. Also, while you're surfing the World Wide Web, don't forget to find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those social media places. I'd love for you to go on over there. We've got a great following over on Facebook, and it's just a great, great time. So if you're interested and you're on those social medias, come find me Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'd love to see you over there. And finally, guys, just as a side note, and I'm going to talk more about this in next week's episode and give you some more information, but in recent days, I've started a couple of new things. Now, all of my content is totally free, and I want to keep it that way, but there are specific things and costs that are involved, plus I like to help my family pay the bills, things of that nature. So the first thing I've launched is personal coaching. So if you're interested in working one-on-one or one-on two with a couple, one on seven with your family, whatever. If you're interested in working with me in a more personal way to help you work through some of the things that you're facing after sight loss, just go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash coaching, and that'll give you more information. At the time of this recording, I don't actually have the scheduler up yet. I'm working on that in the back end, but it will be up very soon, so make sure you check back. If you're listening to this at the time that it's released in late July 2017, then it's not quite up yet, but it will be very soon. Also, I've started a Patreon page to help support the podcast, the the website, the YouTube channel, all that stuff. And if you're not familiar with Patreon, it's basically a way that you can help donate finances to help keep things going here on the website and with all of the content. Now, let me make sure you understand that if you don't have the money, it's perfectly fine. Don't feel bad. Don't feel guilty. And don't feel like I'm trying to rip money out of your pocket or anything like that. This is just a way to keep things flowing and to help pay some bills as as well. So you can go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash support, and that'll take you straight to the Patreon page. You can check it out over there. And if you found the content to be helpful, to be encouraging, then consider donating to that. But I'm going to talk about more of those things in next week's episode. So I would love for you to come on back next week and have a great time with me here on Life After Sight Loss Radio. Again, thank you for listening today, guys. I so appreciate it. Don't forget to go over to the show notes, lifeaftersightloss.com slash 020. That'll give you a link information, conversation, and more, lifeaftersightloss.com slash zero two zero. By the way, guys, don't forget that any information provided here in the podcast and on lifeaftersightloss.com is intended for educational and informational purposes only. If you're in need of professional, medical, or legal advice, please seek out a specialist in your area. Hey, thank you guys for listening. And until next time, remember that sight loss isn't the end. It's just the beginning. My name is Derek Daniel from lifeaftersightloss.com. And I'll see you guys in the next one.